Honey, I sure am hungry. There's nothing to eat. I don't feel like ordering takeout. Me too. I wish we were on the macronutrient meal plan by Chef Jarvis that I told you about. Right now, we could be enjoying Chef's five-star quality, healthy, and delicious meals. They would have been delivered right to our doorstep. Well, let's go to his website and sign up now. What was his website? It's chefjarvis.com. C-H-E-F-J-A-R-V-I-S dot com. I'm on the site. Wow, look at this. He says we can eat like royalty every day without lifting a finger, and all of his ingredients are antibiotic, hormone, and GMO-free. Everything is completely gluten and sugar-free. His plan options are a monthly subscription service, so when we register, we'll get food for the entire month. No commitments, no contracts. This is awesome. See, honey, I told you. We'll save a ton of money and time on grocery shopping and cooking. With the two of us, we get a multi-person discount. That was quick. Our first delivery will be here tomorrow. I can't wait. Is this normal? It's probably nothing serious. Maybe I'll feel better tomorrow. Emergency symptoms can be good at hiding. That's why you shouldn't ignore symptoms like chest pain, high fever, trouble breathing, or severe stomach pain. They could be a medical emergency in disguise. Thankfully, an Eastside ER is ready to serve you 24-7 with fast wait times and dedicated ER experts so we can quickly help turn your questions into answers. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, providing quality care to Gwinnett County and the greater Atlanta area for over 38 years. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Salmon alongside Stephen Julian. Hello, Stephen. Good morning, Mike. And let me back up and say the award-winning Gwinnett Business Radio Program. I, you, of ever course, since winning the actual award, you've stopped saying it. Because <laughs> it's like you proved it, and then you're like, all right, I don't have to tell it, everybody. It's sitting here in front of me. It's from the uh, Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Award, and so we are quite honored. It is and now a historical thrilled. fact and cannot be disputed. Yes. So welcome to the program, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I want to remind you before we get to uh, our guest, who is from Eastside Medical Center, uh, Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center. Quality care close to home. Eastside Medical Center has been a community health care leader for over 39 years. Nationally recognized for patient safety, Eastside focuses on delivering quality care with exceptional outcomes by using the most advanced technology and experienced physicians. For more information on Eastside's system of care, visit eastsidemedical.com. And speaking of experienced physicians, that's who we have in the studio today. That's right. Each month we highlight, uh, use one show to highlight Eastside Medical Center. And today we're going to talk about neurosurgery. And joining us is Dr. Michael Stetchison, uh, a doctor with Eastside Medical Center and with Neurosurgery Atlanta. Dr. Stetchison, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like it was about a year ago or so I, when I met you. The Neurosurgery Atlanta Department just opened up there at Eastside. It was two years ago. Was it, was it two years it ago? It was two years ago. Time flies. It does indeed. For those not familiar with neurosurgery, talk about what, what is that practice? Well, we operate on the brain, the spinal cord, and peripheral nerves, and uh, it uh, involves a multitude of different types of um, diseases, Brain tumors are a common thing that I treat, as well as uh, certain uh, types of um, cranial nerve disorders. For instance, there's a facial pain syndrome called trigeminal neuralgia that I treat a lot. 
And of course, we do a lot of spine surgery, so disc herniations in the neck and the lumbar spine, uh, complex degenerative conditions that require large operations with hardware and fusions. Uh, so, broad spectrum of things. Minimally invasive spine surgery. Very little uh, room for error. You've got to have very calm and smooth hands, don't you, for this? Correct. <laughs> So, uh, Dr. Stetchison, the, while you met Mike at the opening of the uh, Neurosurgery Atlanta uh, p- part of Eastside Medical, that wasn't your first rodeo. You, you, you're not that new in the industry. Talk a little bit about your experience and your background. Well, I've been practicing since 1989. I'm actually a Canadian. I'm from Toronto, and so I did all of my training at uh, the University of Toronto and also got my PhD in experimental neuroanatomy at the University of Toronto. And I moved to the United States in 1989 and uh, practiced initially in a university um, setting, um, initially Ohio State University, and then I uh, moved to the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center where I was the neurosurgical director of the Center for Cranial Base Surgery there, which was a very specialized um, unit created for treating skull-based tumors. So we did a lot of early pioneering work in that area there. I'll do a go Maple Leafs for you. Thank you. Make you feel right at home. I'd Thank say you. go Blue Jays, but that's about you're a baseball guy yeah, absolutely sky well, domes well of course basketball was big last year that's so. a huge congratulations yeah. to the yeah. raptors yeah. of course uh you know as a doctor i'm sure you could have gone into many different fields of being a doctor why the brain the spine why neurosurgery well i probably was seduced by the idea of how a person's spirit and soul and consciousness was supported by a group of cells and biochemicals and I was kind of mystified by the concept of the mind being housed in an organ and uh, so that probably <clears throat> is what uh, led me in this area and of course what I do taking out brain tumors and the other work I do doesn't really have anything to do with that so it kind of led me in that direction my wife is a neuropsychologist and I suppose her field has a little bit more to do with uh, with uh, issues related to the mind and consciousness and behavior. But that's really kind of the the angle that initially hooked me, I think. That's an intriguing answer. Um, Having started uh, coming out of the uh, University of Toronto and and kind of being involved in the field professionally for now 30 years, what are some of the things you've seen? Uh, What are some of the things you're most proud of uh, for the, the medicine that you practice? And what are some of the things that that have yet to be done uh, that that you that you see as challenges? I know that's a very very broad answer or question. So you can take one of those, try to ta- tackle them all in thirty seconds, whatever you think you can handle. Well, I'm I'm always amazed that first of all you can operate on the brain. It's the only organ that when you touch, essentially it can die from the pressure of touching it. Yet you still have to find a way to safely enter it and exit it and leave important functions intact while taking out the pathology that you're seeking to treat. Um, I'm, I'm always grateful that somebody does well, that somebody goes back to return to their life. One of the most gratifying things is to make a difference in somebody's life. It's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to spend your life doing a kind of work that that touches people in in such a an intimate way, and uh, you know I I celebrate the um, 
you know, the, the good fortune and survival of my brain tumor patients. And, uh, uh, I, I struggle with, you know, the times when, you know, we're facing things that are untreatable. It's, it's the, the pain of that never gets any less. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a privilege to be able to, to try to help someone, uh, in such need. So, um, I forget the rest of the question. What, uh, so what are some of the advances, uh, that you've been able to experience in the 30 years of, of how, um, and I guess we'll focus on the brain cause that's your main area, how, how that's advanced. Well, you know, we have so much more technology that is available to us. Um, computer image guidance, for instance, allows us to see where we're going before we go there. So many, many things like that. Uh, neurophysiologic monitoring has helped us a lot. That's an area I've spent a lot of my life in, certainly my early academic years of practice. Um, wrote a lot of articles about monitoring the nervous system electrically while we were operating so that we could be safer and get an early warning system of if we were threatening some kind of vital function. Uh, so all of these kind of things have been incorporated into, uh, into practice now, which make things safer. But at the same time, uh, there are many things that we've made a disappointing impact on. Glioblastoma, which is the commonest primary brain tumor that occurs, is a malignant tumor and a, an extremely aggressive tumor. And uh, we've made um, great advances in understanding it, understanding the molecular genetics, um, developing new strategies to, to treat it um, in an adjuvant way after um, surgery is done. But we've made a disappointing impact on, on survival of patients. So there are some things that um, have been disappointing, really. Um, but if you look at other things, spine surgery has gotten so much easier and safer. The uh, technologies of image guidance uh, in that area allow us to uh, not use x-ray, uh, but to use, um, I don't, I, we don't have a lot of time to talk about the technical details of this, but uh, computer image guidance allows us to um, stereotactically navigate by using an image data set obtained prior to surgery or at the beginning of surgery, and then not use x-ray, to use computers uh, to allow us to visualize our instruments. And for instance, if we're putting screws in the uh, thoracic spine, we can, we can see um, potentially quite accurately uh, where they're going without using x-ray and it really makes surgery quicker and safer and so and it, frankly it's a lot easier and more enjoyable for the person performing it so there have been a lot of wonderful advances and it's really uh, it's amazing how much things have changed in 30 years. Our guest is Dr. Michael Stetcheson. He is the director, uh, the medical director of Eastside Medical Center's neurosurgical program, and this is Gwinnett Business Radio. And, and Dr. Stetcheson, um, I think it takes a very special person to work on the, the brain or the spine. It's not like you're fixing an ankle or an elbow or, oops, you know, let me fix it. You know, I did something wrong. Let me go back and fix that a little bit. You mentioned earlier, you got to be very s delicate. I mean, one wrong touch, you can change a person's life. How, what's the mindset going in? How do you, how do you not get, let the stress get to you? There, there is a zero margin for error. Everything right. needs to be done um, as perfectly as, as possible. I always tell our team that if you aim for perfection, you can settle for excellence. And I think you always have to have to have that mindset when you go in. You can never let your guard down and never be too comfortable. You need to always be vigilant and uh, 
always uh, always on guard, second guessing, um, thinking of um, contingency plans. I always like to have two or three contingency plans for unexpected uh, events that occur so that you're always prepared. I don't like surprises. I don't like, I don't believe in the tooth fairy. And sadly, I stopped believing in Santa. So you need to have, you need to have a, uh, a, a fail-safe contingency plan that involves multiple layers. And, and you always have to be on your A game because w- once you're not on your A game anymore, it may be time, okay, it's time to step away. There's no B game. There, yeah, exactly. We're, t- we're talking with Dr. Michael Stetchison, who just gave not only great medical advice, but everybody listening to Gwinnett Business Radio, just replay that last two minutes and uh, commit it to memory because that's some great business advice and life advice, not just advice for working on people's brains. If we would apply that to other areas of our lives, I think who knows what we could achieve. Um, but let me ask this question. Um, the, uh, the care philosophy uh, is, is a phrase we've heard uh, as we've interviewed other doctors at Eastside Medical um, Center. When it comes to the relationships with your patients, as you were giving the answer of what you do and the advances in, in the 30 years you've practiced, one of the things that came across to me that I could just hear in, in your answers is uh, these are not just patients. There's, there's relationships, uh, and these are people. Uh, that you're you're caring for and that you're changing their lives for the better many times. Um, talk a little bit about your philosophy behind your care of, of what you're doing. Well, I only know how to do things one way, and, and I, I treat everybody as though they're my family member. And a lot of patients will ask you, well, doctor, what would you do if this was your mother? And I tell them, well, you're no different than my mother because how you do is the basis of my reputation and I need to counsel you to do the best thing for you, and that's the most important part of my work. The decision-making part of my work is, is the part that I think is the most challenging, and I think it, that is the most uh, energy-requiring. Doing the surgery, for me, is like playing the piano. It's a, it's a pleasurable act and something I immensely enjoy, but the decision-making is, is where the heaviest burdens lie, because, for instance, if you look at spine surgery, you know, a lot of people will come in and say, well, I don't want to have spine surgery because, you know, my Aunt Martha told me that, sh- you know, she's never been the same since she had it. And a lot of people who have these kind of negative stories, a lot of times the problems can be traced not to something being done poorly, but to the decision-making process being flawed. And choosing what's right for someone is, is something that requires thought and time and uh, unfortunately, we're not that well reimbursed for the time we spend with people. But I, I think you're 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 rewarded, uh, not financially, but you're rewarded with with great outcomes if you spend the time on the front end, uh, investing in the decision making process. And I like to think of the patients as my teammates in their recovery, and that we all are working as a team, and we spend a lot of time trying to educate our patients about what condition they have, what their options are, and we try to involve them whenever possible in the decision-making process. I have a lot of athletes. I'm a marathon runner. Um, 311 is my PR, in case you're wondering. That was Tor- <laughs> Toronto 2016. I bested my uh, my San Diego marathon of tw- 2005, which was 317. But anyway, um, so, so, you know, I... Um, I understand the importance of physical activity, and I try very hard 
when we see athlete patients and even non-athlete patients who are just our weekend warriors, um, I try to make decisions that allow um, accommodation for the things they love and to make decisions that will allow them to get back, if possible, to as peak a performance in, in their recreational activities as, as they can, uh, can get to. And, and, and sometimes you can make decisions that make that possible. Sometimes you make decisions that could prevent that. And I think you need their input and, and their understanding of, of all of these kind of ramifications. So we spend a lot of time talking to people. You know, Stephen, as I hear Dr. Stetcherson talking about, you know, what he does, and you can hear the excellence and how good he is at what he does, I think of that funny commercial that's airing right now. I think it may be an AT&T commercial where they say, have you ever had seen Dr. So-and-so? Oh, yeah, he's he's pretty he's, good. He's okay. He's, he's okay. And he comes. Just okay? <laughs> yeah. And he comes in and says, guess who just got reinstated to the <laughs> hey, board? Hey, you nervous? And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, I'll see you in there. I, I don't think that's no. anything close to the process or or your experience that you would have at Eastside. Uh, no, and, and with the, the, the marathon and everything, it's like, okay, I think he's a little bit of an overachiever here. This guy is, no matter what he does, he's very good at. So uh, one other question I wanted to ask you, Dr. Stetchison, is uh, you've, you've given your marathon personal best. Congratulations on on <laughs> Thank you. on uh, on besting your personal best. Uh, you I've, also, I've watched a marathon. <laughs> just so you know, you, you also mentioned uh, that surgery is the pleasurable part for you because you're you, it's what you practice and it's what you're good at. Uh, so you like running and you and you like actually doing the surgery and and you value the time spent with people helping them make decisions. What else do you enjoy doing? Tell, tell us something outside the operating room that you that you like doing. Sure. Well, I'm I'm a pianist, and um, that was actually going to be my other career choice. And uh, I started to play when I was five, so that was 1961. And uh, so I I was classically trained at the uh, Royal Conservatory in uh, Toronto, and uh, I left classical music in my uh, mid-teens and uh, went in the jazz direction and uh, studied with some folks in Toronto and continued in the U.S. And uh, so I've, I've always, uh, I, I sort of hated the binary position I was put in of choosing between the two. So I, I did keep playing and um, I, uh, we've, we've, you know, we've played out. I have a band, my wife is a drummer. And so uh, we've played the clubs around town. We Got three albums in the iTunes Music Store, and if anyone wants to check them out, it's Dr. Stetch and Nervous Habit, and uh, <laughs> one of them is one of them is solo piano under my own name. Please follow us on Spotify. We haven't been around the clubs in a little while, so our CD sales are flagging, or in downloads flagging. So we appreciate uh, any interest in that. But I um, I enjoy uh, playing. Um, and I find that it uh, makes my, it's my finger warm up. And, and yeah. oftentimes um, before uh, doing a, a difficult brain case, I will often just do finger warm up exercises at home as I'm finishing my breakfast at pre-dawn. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a good way to, to warm your fingers up for the rest of the work you do. So, Mike, uh, earlier in the interview, I was uh, challenged when he used the word stereotactically. And I thought that's going to be the one thing I pull out of this interview is try to use the word stereotactically in my everyday conversation. I, I think I'd rather use Dr. Stetch and Nervous Habit. I mean, that is <laughs> that is a great band name. That is 
That is excellence in a band name, if not perfection. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you. You know, a lot of folks when they're around doctors, they may be nervous, but your bedside manner just here in the interview. I mean, Stephen has laughed about five times. He's laughed himself silly. You can't see that on radio just talking to you. So it, it, you, you bring a you lot. You haven't to laughed the... at all, Mike. What's, wrong? What's no, up with that? I have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just inside. No, I mean, you, you, you bring so much to the table. Let me ask you, going back to the... Uh, the neurosurgery Atlanta. What is one of the unique things about neurosurgical, the neurosurgical program at Eastside Medical Center that you might not find elsewhere, other than the fact that you're there? Well, I think that what we can offer people is um, the embodiment of this philosophy of of uh, spending time to talk to uh, patients and feeling. I like to tell people that we don't want you to leave with an unanswered question. And, um, you know, in this, in this difficult time of medical economics, um, it's, there are a lot of pressures on your time. And, of course, the latest, the latest burden um, placed upon us is uh, electronic medical records, which unfortunately have relegated us to a lot of clicking and uh, clicking in front of patients on computers. And I like to really... I only know how to do this one way, and I only know how to do it by involving the patients, spending the time with them, teaching them, and making them comfortable so that they're my teammate and getting them better. I just don't know a way to do it other than that. So we do that, and uh, our management indulges me in the time I spend on, on, uh, on these, um, these tasks uh, with patient education and, uh, and talking and answering questions. So when you come to our practice, we're going to spend the time to make sure you're comfortable with, with everything um, and don't leave with an unanswered question. The other thing is that when you come to our practice, uh, you have my hands as the only hands that are, are, are touching you in your, in your surgical care. And my physician's assistant uh, is, uh, is uh, with me all the time. But we, we don't have trainees, and you know, you're not going to be um, passed off to a, um, a resident who's uh, training in neurosurgery or medical students. And so, um, you know, I think th there's certainly a, a place for that, and it's important. But, you know, sometimes patients don't necessarily feel comfortable with extra layers involved in their care. So with us, you know, you have, you have me as your, as your um, contact through your whole process from start to finish. And I would imagine, uh, you know, you have your area of expertise, but again, the neurosurgery care center covers other aspects you talked about that at the very beginning the spine mm -hmm. and other things mm -hmm. does 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 the philosophy of care kind of run through the whole center no matter the other doctors that that handle other aspects yes okay so so what we've heard from you is not just an individual case that is going to be people's experience throughout the the uh, neurosurgery care center correct i like it uh, that that's the that might be the best answer, and it was the shortest shortest answer he gave. <laughs> right to the point, Dr. Michael Stetcheson, the medical director of Eastside Medical Center's neurosurgical program. Thank you so much. It's been very enjoyable to find out now not only a lot about the inside stuff with the neurosurgical program there at Eastside, but to find out more about your background as well. I've learned a lot. Very fascinating stuff. For those that would like to find out more about the program and uh, and more about you, is there a website they can check out? Well, of course 
course, you can uh, just Google me, um, and you'll find all kinds of information um, of an educational nature, um, stetchesandneurosurgery.com, neurosurgeryatlanta.com, the Eastside uh, website, uh, or just simply put my name in, and uh, lots of things will come up. We've got a lot of educational material, too, that's helpful to patients, so that's a good resource. So whether it's brain surgery or a musical gig, Dr. Stetchison is your guy. Dr. Stetchison, nervous habit. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Great stuff, Stephen. Mike, uh, I've been doing this show with you for a long time. And one of the little things to get behind the curtain is every guest that comes on, I'm always trying to take notes. I'm always things that they say that I might want to remember later in the interview, things that they say that I'm, I don't know the last time I've taken this many notes. Uh, not just stereotactically, but if you aim for perfection, I like can, the aim for perfection. You can settle for excellence. How yeah. how how his patients do? That's a Twitter moment, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. How his patients do? I'm thinking how my clients do is the basis of my reputation. That's a fa- I mean, that's a great way to practice your business. Decision making is the heaviest part of the process, or the hardest part of the process, or the weightiest part of the process. I mean, there, there was a lot there. Can you come back next week? No, no, I'm just going to re-listen to the show a couple times. That's for sure. But <laughs> Thank I'd, you for saying that. Yeah. I'd like to come back with the band. Yeah. Ooh. Now we got something. We can do that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll let the band play, and then we'll ask a couple brain questions at the end. And before, and before you talk about our friends at Subaru, I want to remind everybody that you can listen to the show anytime you want to. So you can listen to the show over and over and over again. Go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and click on Gwinnett Business Radio, and you'll see this episode. This episode also is going to be available on iHeartRadio, yeah. iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher, your favorite podcasting platform, All whatever that is, it's out there. Not only that, I'll take it one step farther, Mike. If you are not following us on Facebook or your favorite social media platform, go ahead and do that and like us. You might just get this, give us that little thumbs up. We'd appreciate it. So uh, I do want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Get big savings and enjoy their hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, even if you're not, follow Subaru of Gwinnett's Facebook page, their other social media platforms for the latest Subaru offers, news, and community events. Our thanks to our friends at Subaru of Gwinnett and our friends at Eastside Medical Center. Of course, Gwinnett Business Radio is always cared for by Eastside Medical Center. so cared for. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks to our guest, Dr. Michael Stetcherson with Eastside Medical Center. To our producer, Amanda. For Stephen, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio.